Where are you at in your own head today? Martin, an alcoholic in recovery, shares how mindful writing became so instrumental in his recovery. He also shares how his illness impacted his family, the relationships that he had with his daughters and with his wife. If you've ever loved an addict, you may have reached an exhausted, painful point where you felt broken and were struggling to just keep it all together. I am Kim Moore, and this is Smiling Again, where in each episode, we remind you that you are not alone. Together, one thing at a time, we will take small steps to introduce little changes into your life to help you let go, break free of guilt, and live with self-compassion so that you can feel good on the inside and start smiling again. Welcome to another episode of Smiling Again. I am your host, Kim Moore. And with me today is Martin Roscoe. Martin, hello. <laughs> hello, Martin. I'm so happy to have you here with us today. It's good to be here. and Thank you for inviting me along. Thank you. It's Today's conversation is slightly different than what we usually have. And it's different because today we're speaking to Martin, from the perspective of being the alcoholic in recovery. Mm. So, so often we're speaking to the family members and today a different perspective here with you today, Martin. So yes. thank yeah, you. Absolutely. Thank you for your willingness to be here to speak. So thank you for having me. It's, mm. you know. So I know these conversations can be difficult and, and I find that part of the recovery, an important part of the recovery is, is talking and that with every word we heal, wh- whether it's spoken or written or shared in some way, it's those things that are inside you that can hurt you the most and it's so good to get them out. Very much. And that, that, and that has been a big part of my recovery, actually, Kim, you know, being able to share my experience my my story with others um that have had similar issues you know and 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 and, and that support network that gets built up is is really important and i'm glad you said about writing as well because uh, i know it's something we're going to talk about in more depth in a moment but one of the things i do try to do is i do keep a daily journal and i find that that helps me just you know to keep track of what's going on it's a good way to check in with yourself isn't it those thoughts and feelings yeah yeah and it's something that I started um when I was early in recovery and for me it's 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 almost 11 years not quite yet but uh, god willing when we get to June this year it'll be 11 years um and it was something I you know that was was shown to me and that I started doing in in my early days of recovery and I've I, I buy these 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 um, journals that haven't got dates in them. You know, you write the dates in yourself. And I've got these going back for the last 10 years or so, you know. And it is good sometimes when you're not feeling so good just to have a look back and, and see how things have happened in the past and how you dealt with it at the time and what, what your thoughts were at that time, you know. And, and that really is a massive help. Mm, absolutely. And, I, you know, I do the same. I journal maybe not every day, but I do journal and it's been a big part of my recovery for my goodness. The last, um, my thing, my first journal entry was in 2010. So it'll be, it'll be 13 wow. years. So it's, it's incredibly important to me, um, and holds a special place in my heart. So 
what I'd like to um, touch on briefly is we're here speaking to you today. You have a family, your yes. wife and two yep. daughters, and they've yep. been on this journey with you mm. as well, haven't they? They certainly have. Um, and, you know, I, I mean, I, I was um, a problem drinker, um, an alcoholic for, for quite quite some time. Um, you know, and particularly for me, I, I saw the last 10 years of my drinking that I did was was when it was when it was addictive and when it was really, really bad. And that was, you know, through the time, as you mentioned, I got two daughters um, and it was through the time that they were coming up, you know, through the important years of their schooling into doing uh, GCSEs and A-levels and all that sort of thing. Um, and actually, it's still something that 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 I carry quite a lot of guilt and shame around because, you know, I, I was I was not not around much. You know, my, my poor wife, bless her, would say things to me like, oh, you know, please don't go to the pub today. We've got the, you know, the parents evening at the school tonight. We'll, we'll you know, yeah, 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 that's okay. And then, then come that night, um, I, I wouldn't even be, be in, in Colchester, let alone going to the parents evening. You know, I was, I was down, down in London because I worked in London. So, that, you know, it was a typical thing to go out after work and I'd be out after work in the pub and having a good old, drink and what have you with all the people that I was with and, and, and not, not even giving a thought. And I, and I say, I do carry a lot of guilt and shame around that. And, and but that's something I had to learn to accept. It, 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 it happened. Uh, I'm not proud of it. Um, I'm certainly not proud of, of, of the way that it, it affected the relationship with my wife and daughters. Um, you know, that, I, that they would, and quite rightly so, I hasten to add that, you know, if ever there was something they wanted to talk about, they would go to their mum and not me because they didn't know what sort of way I was going to react. Um, and and that's not good. You know, that, that really isn't good. But um, as I say, I have learned to accept that that is what happened. Um, and these days, uh, you know, my life is is the complete polar opposite of what it used to be these days. And I have a I, I have a fantastic relationship with my wife and my two girls. You know, and 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 I was able to do the first of uh, of of the wedding duties in at the end of twenty twenty one in October of twenty twenty one. Uh, my oldest daughter got married and I was able to walk her down the aisle and go through the entire wedding and everything else. Thoroughly enjoyable and not not even, you know, thinking about having a drink or anything like that, which was great, you know. You've said so many things in there, Martin, that I could <laughs> would like to just sort of dive into a little bit deeper. Yeah. I you know, it's it's wonderful that you're you're there with your family now and and taking part in life with the family. That's mm-hmm. amazing. And you know, it's that 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 alone will give so so many listeners hope that it is possible. Mm. I you mentioned that you weren't around a lot, and I know in in those days of my husband's drinking, I always said that he was absent, and he might have been physically absent because he was out drinking somewhere, but often he was physically in the house but absent behind a door because he just wasn't participating in family life. And 
you know that that that's that's really hard for mm. for families so hearing that you've rebuilt your your life and you are present for your children and your wife is a wonderful wonderful thing to hear you you mentioned to me the last time that we spoke that there's no amount of saying sorry that's enough no, so, sorry, sorry became a meaningless word, really, because I'd used it so many times. You know, oh, I'm sorry for coming home late last night. I'm sorry for coming home drunk yet again. I'm sorry for this. I'm sorry for... And it became meaningless. And 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 I don't feel that, that as much as I could, even when I got into recovery, of, of, of gathering them together and saying sorry, which I did do, of course, but but for me... My, my my way of of um showing that i mean it to them is 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 by living the way that i live now you know and i do i i you know i mean i i didn't do this on my own i got a lot of help uh, and at the time i tried numerous different ways of trying to stop and give up and everything else but i'll be honest with you um it's a bit of a long story so i won't go there now cuz i know we haven't got the time but i ended up um, going to AA, to Alcoholics Anonymous, and and it was there really from from the very first time that I walked in, and it it sort of goes back to something I said a little while ago that that I felt there was a room full of people that knew exactly where I was coming from, had had experiences the same as mine, had come through it and gone out the other side. Some of them, some of them were still early. Some of them were still working at it. Some of them were very new like me, but I just, it just felt so right for me to be amongst people that were able to speak on the same level. And, and I started on this, this, this wonderful journey that that has been my recovery so far, you know, as I said, we're, we're almost 11 years in. Um, and, and, and I don't say that to, you know, to brag or anything else. I, I say that, so that if there is anyone out there, you know, that, that is able to listen and uh, and, and that, that it might give them some hope that it is possible, as, you know, no matter how difficult it gets. So I didn't do it on my own. And I, and I owe a huge debt of gratitude to all the people that have helped me along the way. Um, but by living how I do now, that certainly in the early days helped to rebuild trust and rebuild those bridges not just with my wife and my daughters, but other members of my family and friends as well, you know, and it took a long time. It took a while to get that trust back. Because mm-hmm. um, as I said, I'd said sorry so many times and it, and it, and it was meaningless. And, and, and so I, I tend, you know, that that's how I do it these days. I say sorry by, by living the way that I'm living now. There's a lot of things there in your recovery story. Martin, that are very much in parallel with with mine. So the family members, we have to recover too. And we go on a similar journey. Mm. And, you know, asking for support, reaching out for help is absolutely critical. Surrounding yourself with people that you can speak to on the same level, that they understand what you're going through. Yeah, very much. What you might be feeling and thinking, what you've experienced. Because a lot of those experiences, people just don't talk about um, no, that's right. So to have that support around you and to change the things that you do, the way that you live, to live differently, 
I think is critical to ba- breaking those old patterns. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it is, and it is a complete, I, I, I view myself as, as, as being extremely fortunate in to get where I am today. And I view myself as almost having had two completely separate lives. If you like, there was the old me and there's now the new me. Um, and this new me, you know, I, I don't, I don't claim to be any sort of saint. You know, I, I, there is a very good saying that I heard quite early on um, in my recovery. Um, and you may or may not have come across it, but that someone said to me, this is a journey and it's about progress, not perfection. Mm, and every day you progress a little bit more. And that, that really struck with me and it really stuck with me as well, you know, and, and, and I view it like that, 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 you know, if I can just, there are certain things that I do do like the journaling that helps me to keep focused. That helps me to keep an eye on what's going on and, and, and actually how I'm feeling and how what I do and say affects others as well. And and that's vitally important. Like you said, the, the family was, was effective massively, not just in the obvious ways, I could mention, you know, financially affected. That's an obvious one because I was just spending so much money. But in the emotional ways that, 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 you know, that there's all sorts that it affects. And, I, and I'm fully aware of that now. I wasn't at the time, obviously, but I'm fully aware of that. And actually something you said about, you know, when your husband, even when I was at home, um, you know, I wasn't really present as such because a lot of the time I was in no fit state to be to be sort of mentally present or or even you know and it was I'd, I'd go to bed and go to sleep and and, and things like that so I, I wasn't taking part in family life mm. uh, and, and so yeah that, as well as being physically absent a lot of the time as you quite rightly said even when I was here there was this this absence of such mm, absolutely you mentioned in there that about your old life and a new life Mm. and I think Martin I think that's one of the most important things for all of us to hear and maybe that's the thing to take away from from this episode is that how you identify with yourself has a massive impact on your life so before I was I identified as the wife of an alcoholic who was juggling everything who was exhausted Mm. who was just Mm you know, unsupported and, and lost feeling completely broken. That's how I identified myself. I can assure you that's not how I identify today. Today I am courage. I am faith. I am joy. I, (laughs) there's so, so many things in there and it's just a switch in identity and it's, it can be as simple and as easy as that. And instilling that belief. I think we have to, and, and, and I can only speak speak from my own experience, but looking back, I had to go through a radical change internally. I had to. I had to completely change my outlook. I had to completely change what my priorities were. I had to completely change um, my thoughts. Um, And actually, as well as that, I had to completely change things like the circle of friends that I was, 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 hanging around with and and places that i go and 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 
habits that I was into and all this sort. And it is all completely different these days. Mm. You know, it, it is vastly different. And I do, I, I really do view it up, view it as, as having this second chance at life. But equally, and this may or may not be important to some, but it's important to me, I, I view my my demons, if you like, as just that. And I, I always have this mental picture of this little demon lock, locked up in a very rickety wooden cage in my head, um, and the padlock is on there. But the, the, for me, the minute I were to pick up an alcoholic drink, that padlock would be open and the demon would be out. And 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 that is just a way that I use to to keep it in check. That's just one of a few ways that I use, actually, you know, to keep those things in check. Because I don't want to go back there. I don't ever, I, you know, I, I didn't set out in life to become an alcoholic. It's not something I wanted to be. Um, but it happened. Um, and it happens to an awful lot of people. Mm. Um, but it's certainly not a life I want to go back to. So you mentioned the the demon that you picture. I think I think we can all relate to that because we have um, I call it you know that inner self critic, that mm. nagging person. I call him Bob. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> oh, I haven't gone to... as far as to give my no, no name, offense but... to all the Bobs out there. <laughs> I don't know yeah. why I called him Bob. I just did. Mm. It's yeah. what came to mind. And so now I have the self compassionate me, who's there to to give love to give support and encouragement and that that little person is far more has a much louder voice than the critic now so it's drowned out the critic um and i just work at every day keeping keeping those voices in check because they're always there they're always there I like how oh, yeah. you have a padlock on. I, I think I'm I'm gonna use that one as well, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's there. And and don't get me wrong, um, some days it is really hard. Um, summertime tends to be a really tough time for me. You know, you can there's not not far from where I live in Colchester, there there is a, a pub that's got a really big beer garden, you know, and you drive past in the summer and, and see everyone sitting there and having a lovely time and having a drink and what and and you drive past think oh surely you know one wouldn't hurt but and those thoughts are dangerous and those are the sort of thoughts that could be a trigger but 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 you know I've got to the point where I can almost instantly think you know don't be silly you you know where it would lead Mm -hmm. you know because I can look back, even when I first started drinking, you know, years and years and years ago, I didn't ever really drink. When I went out, it wasn't just for one or two, you know. Um, it was always drinking to a point of being drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and it, it was never any different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so you know, I, I just had that addiction around it and and... And you know, there's a lot of thing comes along with addiction, which I'm sure you may well have heard of. But but in what we we do as as an addict, you become very manipulative. You become very good at manipulating situations to your own end, and that end is always chasing where's the next one coming from. And and so you know, there's lots of things I do these days. You know, I, I you know, I 
I won't go into a pub these days. I, I can't remember the last time I went into a pub, you know, and, 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 uh, th there are odd occasions, you know, when there's family occasions or whatever, you have to be in environments where everyone else is having a good drink. But that's fine because they can, I can't. And, and and again, that I had to get to a point of acceptance around that. And actually, you talk about the way that it affects families. My wife drinks, right? But my wife is perfectly normal around drinks. She can have, you know, a, maybe a glass of wine with dinner and leave it at that and what have you. But do you know what? For a long time, and it it took me a while to notice um, she, she stopped drinking and there was no booze in the house. And I didn't cotton on to it at first. And then one day I happened to mention it. She said, oh, yeah, I, I, I won't drink because I'm worried that you will. And, and I'm thinking, oh, you know, yet another bit of guilt that I had to take on myself. And, and I said, look, please, you know, don't don't be worried. I, I, I'm, I'm working hard at this. If you fancy having a drink, and she does now you know occasionally she will have a glass of wine with dinner or if there's a family thing she'll have a, a have, have a drink and what if we're going out it's good now because if we're going out anywhere i just drive so it's i've got the perfect <laughs> excuse not to you know but 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 even that it's about putting things in place for me that all help in in keeping you know so if we are going to you know a wedding a birthday or whatever I will always make sure I'm driving. That way I can I can quite easily keep that in my head. No, you can't because you're driving. Mm. Not no, you can't because you're an addict, but no, you can't because you're driving, which you're is driving. perfectly normal. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. I'd love to have a conversation with your your wife. <laughs> we oh, well, must I, we must organize I'm, that. We could have a really yeah, good chat. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, you you mentioned um things that make me once again I'm going back to the healing journey that the family yeah. goes on and a lot of it in there is around boundaries setting our own safe boundaries yes which are which are really really important but also the patterns and that's what I'd like to come back to is mm. you know recognizing the patterns in our life so your old patterns in your old life and the new yeah. patterns in your new yeah. life and yeah. then I think if we're aware of what those patterns are and we continually challenge them and replace them with even healthier challenges yeah that's, that's the route to recovery and and leading a healthy happy life yeah. and what well, yeah absolutely and, and for me a lot of that in the early days um where you know as i mentioned i worked down it down in the city down in london and the patterns if you like there was come lunchtime most people, we all went to the pub, have your lunch break in the pub, and then come back to work. Um, so what I started doing, because I found out that they were, they were there and I could make use of them, instead of going to the pub at lunchtime, I went to an AA meeting at lunchtime and spent my hour lunch break having a sandwich and a cup of coffee in an AA meeting mm -hmm. in the city. And then I would come back to work and then I would come home and, you know, three or four times a week, I would go to another AA meeting locally here in Colchester in the evening. And, and so it was putting things in place that, that would, would break those patterns and break those habits that I had built up. Uh, and, you know, slowly over time, it becomes the norm. You do something often enough and it becomes, you know, second nature almost. Um, but I'm always on my guard. I'm always on my guard that, that you know, I, I know what what could trigger me i know that you know i mentioned i don't go into a pub you know and and uh, and, and 
<laughs> there's another saying that I got from AA, and it's quite true. They say, you know, if you sit in the barber's chair long enough, you'll get a haircut. You know, <laughs> so yeah. it's about not going where that temptation is is so in your face all the time. And so I don't. You know, yes, we go out. We go out to restaurants, and we might go to a pub that's got a restaurant in it with friends or whatever. Healthy patterns. Yes. Let's absolutely. let's focus on the healthy patterns now. Yeah. And one of the things that I wanted to have a little chat through is your daily journaling. Yeah. Tell us a little yeah. bit about that practice and, and what you journal about every day. Well, you know, and again, I, 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 like you, there are, there are occasions when you might miss the odd day or two here and there. But on the whole, I try to keep and my journal is always on my desk right here next to me. You know, and what, what I tend to do, um, I will have a look at you know okay what, what's gone on this day so there's general bits about what i've been doing this day um what went well what went if anything went wrong what was it what why did it go wrong actually what have i accomplished today what have i done what have i managed to, to accomplish today and equally is there anything that i feel needs work on for the day and actually to finish that off i write out two lists i write a gratitude list what i'm thankful for today and i also for me a big part of my, my recovery is my faith i am a practicing christian now and, and i write out a prayer list things or people that i want to pray for for today and and and, and i find by like you said by writing it down not only is it helpful to look back on but it helps me to keep a focus on those good habits those those good things to do you know and and i'm always looking for have i have i been a bit selfish today have i done this today have i done that today? have i you know have i been impatient um have i been you know stressy have i been you know and if i have then look into that and find out why what triggered it so that i can hopefully learn from that that's amazing and i love how you have questions that you that you ask yourself to help you with your journaling. Cause I think for some people that can be the hardest part is knowing how to get started with journaling. It, it's, it's like writer's block, <laughs> knowing what Absolutely. to say, what to do. And when I started, I just started to express my feelings because I was so numb. I didn't know what yeah. I was feeling. Yeah. So, so some yeah. entries might've just been one word and that's, that's all I could manage. Yeah. So having those those questions, I really like that. And I, I love that you end the day with um, your gratitude list and your prayer list because those are just both so wonderful and positive, a wonderful way to, to finish the day. Yeah, because I find sometimes, particularly if you have not had a particularly good day, because, you know, I still do suffer, suffer with anxiety and whatnot around it, even now. But if I've not had a particularly good day, it's not nice just to stop writing and leave something bad on the page. That, that That's my way of looking at it. Yeah. And there, that, it, there is that way of, you know, like you say, finishing on a positive. Absolutely. There's yeah. always a positive to finish the day on. Absolutely. Yeah. On that note, I love to finish every episode with gratitude. What's something that you're feeling gratitude for at the moment, Martin? Right now, I I think... That, you know, I, I'm grateful that that here I am on this journey and that today is another sober day so far. I don't envisage that changing, but, but and, and I, I am always so grateful for that. 
I, I'm I'm immensely grateful that I, I'm able to be helpful to people these days. You know, I mean, you know, if I, I if I look back at, uh, I'll just go open my my journal. I'll read one from today, yesterday. You know, grateful that I was able to pick pick Kevin up and give him a lift. You know, you know, being in a position to be able to do that, to be able to help people out. Kevin's just a friend of mine that I happen to give a lift somewhere because he's he he can't drive at the moment. Um, and 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 just being able to, and, and if we do anything, it, it's you know, grateful for the life that I have now. I think, you know, and, and those are the sort of things I write down. And if there's anything special happens in a day, that always goes down, you know. But but generally, it's it's stuff around friendship of people, my family and friends, um, you know, it's that sort of stuff. And I and it it may seem like really small things, but but to me, they all add up, and they help me to keep on on the on the straight and narrow, so to speak. Mm, absolutely. So loads of things that you've mentioned we've talked about living life in a way that's positive we've talked about how you can change your old life and create a new one yeah and how you can have habits that are helpful that keep you on track like journaling Yep. And ending every day on a positive note yeah, with some gratitude absolutely. or a prayer absolutely. list. There's so much there that's really, really helpful, Martin. I'm so grateful that that you have been here to to share your story with us. Thank you. No problem. I, I would just, just say one more thing. Don't ever be ashamed either of going for professional help. I've had over the years, I've had about three or four different lots of counseling, professional counseling, and that's been a great help. Mm, absolutely there's there's no there's no shame in asking for help and no. i'd like us to be living in a world where there is no guilt or shame and we're asking for help everyone recognizes that that's actually a sign of courage and that's really mm, smart mm, each yeah, time really, you ask for yeah. help it it builds your courage that much more yeah, absolutely so, and that's a wonderful, wonderful thought to end, end with with you today. So thank you so much for joining me today, Martin. If there's thank you anything here that someone has listened to and resonates and they take action on it, I'm sure that they will be spending a lot more time smiling again. This has been Smiling Again, hosted by me, Kim Moore. Let's walk this journey together, one thing at a time, taking small steps, little actions every day, which can help you let go and start smiling again. Don't forget, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. See you next week.